Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hi, everyone. I want to welcome you back. Uh, my name is Ruth Hendrickson. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us today. He is a, a man of God. He walks in a lot of humility, strength, and wisdom, and he has a powerful, powerful healing ministry. So we just want to welcome Pastor Clayton Collins today, and he is the director of Power to Tread Ministries. I just love that name. I, I love it, Clayton, because you know there is a power to tread. There's so much behind that scripturally. But his ministry is Power to Tread Ministry. It's an even, um, evangelistic ministry, focuses on teaching, training, and equipping the body of Christ to walk in their God-given authority. And, you know, that's really our mandate and our mission to inspire believers to preach the gospel with boldness, Power to Tread Ministries, with boldness, and believe God to confirm his word in supernatural ways. So Clayton serves on the leadership team at the Garden City Church in Columbus, Ohio, and his lovely wife, Holly, um, they travel throughout the United States and abroad, and they hold conferences, schools of ministry, and miracle services. And I remember, Clayton, when I, when I first met you, you were going to do a healing service. And, and I live quite a ways, I live an hour away from where you are going to be. And yet, I just felt the Holy Spirit go, because you're going to find a kindred spirit. And I did. And it was a very, very powerful service. And it was amazing. And it was just such a joy uh, to watch you minister and to see that powerful heart yeah, of love, full of love, um, and just making space for the supernatural. So with that said, let's start. I, um, As we were talking ahead of time, we're going to start right off with a couple hot topics, because there's a lot of question right now about why people don't receive healing. That's one. And then what are keys to receiving healing? And so thought maybe we'd start there. So you want to address those two in whichever order you want to tackle them. And let's just kick off right there with those questions. Yes, yes. And Ruth, thank you so much for inviting me on today. Uh, just a blessing to be here. And your life and ministry has definitely been a blessing to me and my family. So I'm honored to be here today and just talk with you today. Um, yeah, I think those are very important points, you know, very important questions when, when somebody is wanting to receive their miracle, wanting to receive their breakthrough, you know, especially if somebody is afflicted physically, yeah. um, you know, that can change the whole trajectory of somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's an important question. I, I want to, I would like to encourage people as we look at the ministry of Jesus and we see some of the greatest miracles that he performed, they were right on the other end of his teaching ministry. You know, we read through the gospels and he spent much time teaching and instructing the multitudes. And then he began to release miracles and he began to, uh, you know, cast out the demons and open the eyes of the blind and cleanse the lepers. Um, I just encourage you, if you're believing for a miracle, if you're believing for a breakthrough in your life, uh, begin to study the scriptures, begin to meditate, especially on the teachings of Jesus, and uh, even just go throughout the Old and New Testament, um, just, just beginning to ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me um, your truth about healing and about God's will 
for me to be healed and for me to be set free. Because there's something about just getting that truth on the inside of us um, that prepares our heart to receive God's best for us. So that's one encouragement um, that I would give to people. Uh, begin to study the scriptures, especially on the subject of healing. If that's something you need and something you are believing to manifest in your life. Uh, a second thing I would encourage people with is there is so much power in the testimony, you know, and there's so many things that are available to us today. If we just go on YouTube, if we go online, just type a couple of things in the search bar and a lot of testimonies will begin to come up of people that have been miraculously touched by God. Um, and as we listen to those testimonies, as we read them, as we hear them, I, I believe that um, it stirs faith on the inside of us. And I believe it opens a realm of possibility for us to receive a similar breakthrough. Um, the third thing with that, that I would encourage people is if, if you hear of ministries where God is moving in supernatural ways. It's clear that, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on this ministry for healing, for freedom. Uh, don't be afraid to visit those meetings, to attend those conferences, to attend those meetings um, repetitively. Go there just with an open heart. Um, one of the things that I see, I've, I've seen it even in my own family members and in some of my dearest friends, the longer something has been going on in our life, the longer we've been afflicted, obviously, the more that discouragement begins right. to set in. And, you know, we can think, well, well, I attended this weekend school. I attended this healing conference and I didn't receive my miracle. You know, wh what am I to make of that in my mind? Is it, you know, is it just not God's desire to heal me? And I think as, as we get into the scriptures, we would see that that's not the case. You know, Jesus never turned anybody away when the leper came to him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I'm willing be cleansed. But one of the things I think we tend to look over in scripture because it's summarized in a few verses. Many of the people that came to Jesus, it, it even lists the amount of time they were afflicted. The woman with the issue of blood had this issue going on for 12 years. Um, the man at the pool of Bethesda, I believe it was, it said he was in this condition for 38 years. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage you, it doesn't matter how long this has been going on. The man at the pool of Bethesda was somewhere where healing was happening. Yep. He was seeing others receive his miracle. Yet even after 38 years, one word from Jesus set him free and changed his life. So as long as there's breath in your body, um, you know, it's, it's never too late. Continue to press in, continue to believe God, um, continue to go around other believers and, and people that will just encourage your faith on your journey to breakthrough. Uh, that would be you know, my encouragement. You know, somebody once said, Clayton, um, I don't remember who it was, but they basically said most of these instant miracles that we see, have contending behind them like for you know you've been struggling it for with with whatever for a while for a season you've possibly even gone to various conferences or received prayer over and over and so there's all these contending and then we hear in an instant like you said a, a word from Jesus heals it and so it's really important that we don't get lost or discouraged or frustrated waiting for that moment yeah. 
with Jesus, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes it is. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. It, it definitely is. But we see that throughout the scriptures, the woman with the issue of blood, there was a lot of contending. There was, you know, breaking the cultural norms, being out amongst people in that time, she had to really crawl on her hands and knees through the crowd to get to Jesus. The, you know, the man, his friends hoisted him up on the roof in the middle of Jesus meeting. And, you know, so yeah, yeah. Can you imagine even that, like, think of that man with his friends, you know, pushing him, so to say, I mean, they were hoisting him up on the roof, but I, I sometimes think about that man, like, what was he feeling? Was it like, yeah, this is my moment. Or was, was it like, oh, no, you know, what, yeah. what's going on here? I'm so embarrassed, you know, and then when they start removing the roof to lift, you know, to lower him down. I mean, don't we all need friends like that, too, who will keep contending for us, even when, you know, maybe we're struggling with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. God's so good. So what, um, I think about, you know, we, we all, we both know people who have, um, not received their miracle. Okay. Um, and that's, that's tough, man. That's, you know, we know what the word says. We know that God heals. We know that nothing's impossible for our God. We, we hear the testimonies. Um, you know, we know people have been miraculously healed. And what do we say? What would you say? Like, what would your word be to those who have lost a child, lost a loved one, um, have contended, 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 and yet they didn't see their miracle? Um, And so now they're grieving. Now they have questions about, is God really there? Does he really heal? Or why didn't he heal in this case? Like, what, what would you say to them? Because I know there's some listening who, who they're standing there going, the word says God heals, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just going to be honest with you, Ruth. I, yeah. I don't know. At least I haven't found it yet. I'm growing. I'm learning. I don't know an answer that can touch the pain of, of losing somebody that we love. Um First and foremost, the Bible instructs us to rejoice with those who rejoice, to mourn with those who mourn. And obviously, depending how fresh that loss is, how fresh that wound is, uh, sometimes people just need a listening ear. They need somebody to weep with them, to mourn with them. Um, You know, I, I have some if I am totally honest with you, I have some of those same questions in my own heart. I've lost people that are very dear to me, um, even currently as of uh, just this interview today. There are some close family members to me that are struggling with prolonged um, life changing illnesses that we have yet to see the breakthrough for. You know, in in 1 Corinthians, uh, we read that we know in part in this age, we prophesy in part, we see through a glass dimly that there will come a time, uh, you know, Revelation 21, 4 says in the age to come, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Mm -hmm. There'll be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying for the former things have passed away. Right. I, I know this is easier said than done. I believe that it's God's will to heal everybody. Mm-hmm. I believe, especially if we are his children, if we have a covenant with him, Jesus said, deliverance, healing, freedom is the children's bread. Yeah. Yet we don't always see that in this age. 
So I, I would encourage us. I know, Ruth, this is easier said than done. I know I'm. Yeah, I know. Today, yeah. To, to take what is a benefit of don't take what is a benefit of a of a covenant with God and and make that our entire pursuit and our entire walk with God. You know, our walk with God is about getting to know him. It's about growing in love. It's about growing in the fruit of the spirit. Um, one of the very wonderful side blessings and benefits is receiving healing, right. receiving breakthrough. You know, still today on planet Earth and, and in the early church, there was a lot of persecution and a lot of death. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of that in the early church didn't come by cancer. It didn't come by heart attacks or strokes. Uh, but it came by, you know, beheading and, and being fed to lions. And, um, you know, I'm sure they had to work through that even in their mind that hey, many of the early apostles did not live to a ripe old age. And, right. and how do I warn my friend James that was just ran through with a sword in prison and continue to go after Jesus and continue to preach the gospel? Um, I, I don't know that that gives a satisfactory answer to that question. Um but but just realizing it's okay to grieve, it's okay to mourn, it's okay to, to even weep over the loss of those that you've loved. But um, God is good. God is a redeemer, a restorer. He makes all things right. Sometimes in this age, sometimes in the age to come, we see the full manifestation of that. That's my answer to date on that. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that because one of the things that, that my heart um, really hurts is when we try to give a theological answer for things that we don't understand. And so for those yeah. of you who have been told you don't have enough faith or, yeah. you know, or the sin, you know, it's because of the sin or whatever, I think Clayton and I, I hopefully I can speak for you to, to Clayton on behalf of the body of Christ. We just want to say that we're really sorry because there's things we don't understand. Yes. There's, you know, we, we don't know the fullness and we are learning and we are on a journey. And when we look at the whole of scripture, we do see, you know, like, like, you know, like pastor Clayton. So, you know, so beautifully said, um, as hard as it is, we see the pain and we see the suffering. Um, but what we do know is that God is faithful. Yes. What we do know is he's with us when we grieve, when we're you know, when, when our hearts are breaking, he is right there and he will hold us and he will comfort us. So for those of you who are right there right now, um, and we, we just, um, let's just stop for a moment right here and, and let me just pray for you before we continue on. So heavenly father, we just lift up those right now who are grieving, who are brokenhearted, who have all the questions as to why they didn't receive the breakthrough for their loved one. And Father, your word says that you will comfort all who mourn. So I just pray, I ask you right now, Lord, to come in as the comforter and surround those who are grieving, those who are mourning. And, and Father, I, I thank you that you'll take those questions that they have. You'll take the doubts. Um, you'll, you'll take all of that. And, and Lord, we just want to stand beside them and give those questions to you. And mm -hmm. Father, I pray that as you comfort them, that you, they would be surrounded also with your love. And Lord, we just want to stand on the word that you are faithful. We don't always understand the why, why, the whys, but we do know that you are faithful. So Lord, we will just take that stance. That's where we're going to stand. And so Father, just come and minister to these dear ones. Lord, we just look to you in Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. So again, Clayton, thank you for that answer. And um, I just hope, again, that those of you who are listening, don't give up. Don't yeah. ever give up. You know, we went through, we went 2014, we, our family kind of dubbed the year from hell, you know, because we just had so much happen, cancer and death. And, and, you know, really there was no answers. And we actually made a decisive stand that despite what was going on, despite what we were feeling, that we would trust in the Lord, we would hang on to his word, we would continue to pursue healing. And we wouldn't try to answer things that we didn't have answers for. So yeah, so thank you. All right, let's with that, let's segue a little bit. And I think everyone, I would love to hear your story, Clayton, as to how you ended up going down this road where you're, you know, you're, you're doing, you're making space for the supernatural and you're teaching people and like what happened in your life that, that brought you, you know, to this point that you're doing what you do now. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I'm actually second generation. I was raised in the things of God. You know, I I always joke that, you know, my, my father is a minister of the gospel. So I always okay. joke, I grew up in church. I went to church every Sunday morning, nine yep. months before I was ever born. <laughs> there. Um, so I, I obviously had a grid for that. I had an understanding of, of who Jesus was and who God was. Um, I had a very brief stint um, in my early teenage years where, where I kind of I don't know, was just questioning stuff in my own heart. I kind of stepped off the narrow path, if you will. And mm-hmm. I, I was hanging around what 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 mama would say is the wrong crowd. They definitely were, you know, people that were um, fascinated with the supernatural, but the wrong kind of supernatural, yeah. uh, the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, but but during that time, um, you know, and, and it's not to be spooky, it's not to be weird, but but I actually in my teen years had some encounters, uh, even alone in my bedroom with uh, some spirits that were not the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. it stirred up a lot of fear in me, but it actually kind of backfired on the enemy and put me on my face before Jesus. I'm like, oh, God, I want to close any doors to the enemy. You know, if this is real, Holy Ghost, touch me. And God answered that prayer. And the Holy Spirit touched me in my bedroom one night. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, just just laying on the floor, weeping, worshiping in this heavenly language. And that was it for me. I mean, from that day, uh, I, I began to pray for my friends and lead them to Jesus. I began to go out on the streets, even as a teenager in the skate parks and the malls and the back alleys. And, uh, you know, I didn't have at that time. I thank God for the resources that are available today. Um, but I didn't have even a whole lot of formal training or even understanding of what I was doing. I just knew God was real. And I began to go out on the streets and pray for people. And God began to touch people in miraculous ways. And that was the beginning of my journey. And it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm still young, but I, uh, I started about 17 years ago. And that's, uh, that's been the path that I've been on with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I love it. Let me, let me just, I want you to expound on something that you said, cause I think it's really important. So you made the comment that you had some uh, supernatural encounters um, in your bedroom with the wrong spirit. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that, that is becoming increasingly difficult. Um, okay. So when I grew up, everyone, I'm, I'm a few years older than Clayton. Okay. We're just going to leave it at that. Um, but when I grew up, we pretty everyone pretty much had like that basic Judeo-Christian value background to some degree. 
Um, but then, you know, we watched and the cults and the old cult have always been around. Like that's, yeah. that's nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. Um, but there was a little more of a, a biblical basis that was just ingrained. And we, and a lot of our cultures lost that. Okay. And yeah. so, you know, the new age movement and a number of other things have just skyrocketed and are, uh, you know, especially, you know, the younger generations, they're, they're, they're hungry for experience and they really want authentic experience, but, um, they get lost in how to like test the supernatural. There's not even, even well-meaning, you know, kids who, who understand that there's a God, but, and adults actually, but they don't know how to test out these experiences. And so can you share a little bit about how to test the supernatural, how to know that the encounter is a God-given encounter, a Holy Spirit encounter versus something from the demonic realm? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, and just kind of echoing what you said, it does seem like in the past few years, in the past decade, and especially in the past few years, um, you know, the tactics of the enemy are a lot more subtle, yeah. a lot more subtle. There are things that are cloaked, a, a lot of new age teachings and spiritual philosophies. Uh, they're cloaked in the guise of something good, which the Bible says even Satan appears as an angel of light. Right. But, but I think the bottom line, as we study the scriptures and as we look at who Jesus is, John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the mm -hmm. truth, the life. No man comes to the father except through me. And, you know, any spiritual philosophy, any teacher that, that people may be uh, interested in, you know, the, the bottom line is study what they believe about Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people that that teach that, uh, you know, they may use Jesus name almost sadly as a magic charm, you right. know, but but they they believe that he was a teacher, a great teacher of love, that he was a prophet, that he was a miracle worker. But, you know, as you get to talk to them, you'll find out, well, you know, I believe a lot of different roads lead to God and there's many paths to enlightenment you can stop right there. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, they may be well-meaning people, but they're deceived, you know, that they, they have a revelation of who Jesus is, um, that, that redemption is only found through the blood of Jesus and repentance of sin. And, and I, so I think studying those, um, studying what people believe and just asking them those pointed questions about Jesus, um, that's the big thing in any supernatural encounter that we may have um the bottom line the holy spirit he always glorifies jesus mm -hmm. right he, he says he'll he'll guide us into all truth and he'll bring to our remembrance the things jesus taught us so so i always question as we go away from this experience do i have a desire you know when i was baptized in the holy spirit in my bedroom i had a desire to know jesus more mm -hmm. and i had a love for the scriptures. I wanted to read the Bible and I wanted to know Jesus. You know, if it's another spirit, you know, um, we'll know it's guiding us away from that fascination with a person maybe, or fascination with something else that's not Jesus in the Bible. Does that? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's really good. You know, that it'll pull us away from Jesus rather than to Jesus. Um, it's going to shift our focus somewhere. And I also want to say to everyone, it's really important that, that we get in the word ourselves. 
yes. that, that you, you take that Bible and you crack it open, dust it off if you have to and open it up. And it's okay to underline things that, that, you know, the Lord points out to you and to, you know, to dive in because we need that plumb line. You know, we have to know who truth is, which is Jesus Christ. And we also have to know where to go to get the word within us. And, and so your instruction manual as a Christian is the Bible. It's yes. the word of God. And so um, you, you want to fuel that hunger. And, and I love what, what Clayton said, is it draw, you know, when, when, you know, as you shared, like when you were, when you were, had those encounters, you know, are they drawing, you were hungry for the word of God. Yes. Yeah. And so we have to dive in. You can't, you can't think that, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours in church is enough yeah. to, to build that foundation and, and to be able to test. So you want to add anything to that, Clayton, just as far as testing, knowing anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, like I said, the teachers finding out what they believe about Jesus, mm -hmm. but, but also, you know, yeah, I think that sums it up. Does it draw us closer to yeah. the word of God? Does it draw us closer to Jesus? And also as we walk with him more and, and we grow in love and we grow in the spirit that, you know, the Holy spirit inside of us, um, you know, sometimes will just give us a check in our spirit, you know, right. some, this all sounds good, but something's not right about this. And, and I've learned to just kind of heed those warnings. To the <laughs> Absolutely. And, and again, I, I know you've said this twice and let me just say it a third time, the people you're listening to look at what they believe. Yeah. And, and if it's all roads lead to Jesus now, yeah. you know, or, and, and there's a lot of that right now um, because our culture very much is trying to strip away the ability to disagree. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you want to follow Jesus, you have to, we're going to end up disagreeing, right? Yeah. You know, so, all right. Um, so you mentioned earlier, the power of the testimony. And so, man, you have been in this. I've heard some of the testimonies. I've seen some of the ones that you have recorded. So if you, if I were to ask you for, let's say the top five, Oh my, <laughs> I know, I know we have to take it down somewhere, but, yeah. but let's, um, you know, ones that like really rocked you and, um, you know, I mean, just listen to the Holy spirit because the Holy spirit knows what people need to hear who are with us right now. But, but, uh, yeah, give us some testimonies, Clayton, let's hear it. And, and I want to say to all of you, as you're listening to this, let your spirit just begin to soar. And if you feel doubt creeping and go, Oh no, 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 no. I'm going to let my spirit soar. I'm going to be encouraged. I'm going to align with the word of the Lord, with the power of the testimony. And, and just let that, even if you have to shout out a yes or an amen as, as you hear it and, and just, um, just enter in as Clayton shares what he has seen God do in people's lives. Okay. Clayton, take it away. I love this. I love sharing the testimony. Um, you know, I, I, Ruth, I think you and I have had a couple brief discussions about this, but I'll say this. A lot of people I know that minister in the areas of the supernatural, especially in the areas of healing, they seem to have uh, one or two areas where they see a lot of breakthrough. Yeah. Yep. And, 
maybe some areas where they're growing in breakthrough. Um, I will say this, the two most common miracles that we've seen over the years is God opening the eyes of the blind, the physically blind. Um, I'm going to tell you about the first time I seen that happen back in 2013 and, and just the, the Holy Ghost snowball effect of that, if you will. And uh, the second thing is God supernaturally, instantaneously healing people of broken bones um, that have happened through injuries, through accidents. Um, either the bone is freshly broken or there's been surgery, there's been metal placed in the body and uh, it has just impaired the person's life. I, I, I tell you before the Lord, in those two areas, I've seen so many miracles in the last nine years. I can't remember all of them. And glory <laughs> to God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I remember where it started with the blind eyes. In 2013, I just determined hey, I've never prayed for a blind person to date and seen them see. I'm like, that's got to change this year. So I just determined that in my own heart. I'm going to begin to pray for the blind and I'm going to see the blind see. And uh, the first half of the year through prayer, through fasting and through stepping out and just praying for people contending, I didn't see a lot of breakthrough. And one Saturday night, I remember particularly um, just the job I was working at the time, God, uh, caused a young man to cross my path who was blind in one eye. And uh, what was what was ironic about it, Ruth, is, is I got some words of knowledge for him that ended up being correct, really touched his heart. Um, you know, he allowed me to pray for him, but I didn't see him healed of the blindness. And I prayed specifically for that actually multiple times. Right. And Saturday night, I didn't see the breakthrough. Uh-huh. So, I go home that Saturday night and I feel like I had a holy frustration. You know, I wasn't upset at God or anything, but I'm like, I'm not going to bed with this image in my mind. So I opened my Bible. I read through the gospels and I read out loud accounts of Jesus healing the blind. Mm -hmm. I pulled out my little iPad and I began to look up uh, even some of the older healing ministers in the forties and fifties and begin to watch their videos of the blind opening and people crying and saying, I can see. And I watched that until I drifted off to sleep. So that's the last thing in my heart, in my imagination, as I slept uh, the next day, I was preaching at a meeting. I opened uh, the floor for a prayer line. A mother brought her eight year old boy up. She said, my son was born premature um, you know, some nerves never developed. He was born completely blind in one eye. And uh, actually, just last week, the doctor said due to his age, there's there's no surgical procedure. There's nothing we can do. He's just never going to see out of that eye. But but she said, as you were preaching, he tugged on my shirt and he said, Mommy, bring me up there. I believe I'm going to be healed tonight. Oh, wow. And, uh, I, I looked at him and this is not what I always recommend doing. <laughs> this just came out of my spirit. I looked at him and I said, right in front of everybody, right in front of his mom, I'm like, buddy, I'm going to lay my hand on your eye. And when I move it, you're going to be able to see out of that eye. And his face lit up. He's like, really? And on the inside, immediately, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope so. what did I just say? What did I... <laughs> no, but, 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 but Ruth, it's it's burnt into my mind and spirit forever. I knelt down. I put my hand on his I and just prayed a simple prayer, just rebuking blindness, praying for a miracle. I moved my hand, covered the other eye. And the look on that little kid's face, I still see his curly hair. I still see his eyes. 
uh, when he began to count my fingers, when he began to read the sign, oh when my he say what color things were, he began to cry. His mother fell on her knees and began to weep. It seemed to be the thing to do. So I fell on my knees and began to weep with her. <laughs> this was just awesome. Um, you know, the little kid gets baptized in the Holy Spirit right there on the spot. We pray for him. The place just erupts. Miracles break out. The little boy's praying over people. Uh-huh. What, what is ironic? Seven days later, I was in my home church. I shared this story seven days later. A girl in her early 20s came forward, said, I had the same thing as that little boy. I've been blind for 22 years in this eye. Jesus opened her eye on the spot and she got wow. healed. And it's just been that's one that's been happening ever since then. Um, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And so you've got that ripple effect, the power of the testimony. And also with the woman, the 22 year old, like you didn't. You didn't even lay hands on her. It happened in sharing in sharing the testimony is when she was healed, right? Um, actually that night her faith was stirred. I did lay hands on her. Okay. That, okay. But that has happened multiple times since then. When we, um, a couple years back, I was in the Dominican Republic and there were three blind people. Two of them had one eye that was completely blind. One guy was completely blind due to a chemical spill and uh, two out of the three of them, one of them I did touch, two out of the three of them just through sharing the power of the testimony, they were in their seat and they got healed and vision came back to them. So that that's does so happen. cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Never put God in a box that that what I love about that is the testimony as you share the yeah. testimony, it does it stirs the faith. And so some people come up and they get hands laid on them and they're healed and others it happens wherever. Yes. And I wanted to bring that up because we're going to pray at the end. We're not, you know, we're going to hear more testimonies, yes. but before, before we close out, Clayton's going to pray. And so even now it's really important to let your faith be stirred because um, God is not, he's not limited because we're using technology or he's not limited because we're not, you know, uh, physically you know, present with each other. God, he, yes. he's not limited. So, all right, more testimonies. Yes. This one happened just just about a year ago, and there's a couple important points I want to to highlight in this. Um, I, I was up at a church that I've, I've visited many times. I did a three-day uh, school of healing and evangelism. Uh, my heart when we do those equipping schools is I want to get other believers involved in praying for the sick and casting out demons and laying hands on people and just just believing for the supernatural to flow through us right these signs right all of those who believe um we had done this for three days and and on the final night you know god was touching people it, it was really good but the pastor came up to me and he said there there's a woman that the final night we open it to the public and we have a miracle service so all the students that have been through the school, we kind of release them on the people that, that come out that yep. final day. The pastor came up and, and he said, there's a woman over there that she came with her children. I forget the exact affliction. I know it was something in her back that uh, I believe she was born with. Um, and then it was aggravated through an injury. But he said she has had five different surgeries on her back. She is in severe pain, severe limited mobility. Uh, it actually took a lot of coaxing to get her to come out of the house and come to this meeting tonight, but she's in severe pain. So Ruth, I walked over to her. Now this is this, this encounter took place within a 
a minute or two, the time I tell you the testimony, this is how quick it happened. I don't know this woman. Right. I walk up to her. I'm like, Hey, you know, the pastor says that you're in a lot of pain and you've had surgeries on your back. She had like tears in her eyes. She's like, I'm in horrible pain. I'm like, well, I'm going to pray for you right now and believe for a miracle in your life. This is during the service. The students are praying for people. Right. right. This was my big, long, flowery prayer. If you're taking notes, you want to write this down. I touched her shoulder and I said, thank you, Jesus, for a brand new back. And then I looked at her. I said, now bend over and touch your toes. <laughs> that was it. She looked at me and Ruth, she, she tried to bend down and she was like, oh God, she was in horrible pain. Uh-huh. She wasn't killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my, my quick prayer, I said, bend over and t- thank you, Jesus, for a brand new back bend over and touch your toes. She tries to, and her back seizes up. She's in horrible pain. Right. Well, if at first you don't succeed, pray, pray again. So I prayed that big, long prayer again. I touched her shoulder. I said, in Jesus name, I thank you for a brand new back. Now bend over and touch your toes. And she tries to a second time and her back seizes up. She's in horrible pain. I think the great miracle is that she kept listening to me. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I touched a third time. And I said, thank you, Jesus, for a brand new back. Now bend over and touch your toes. This time she went all the way to the floor. Oh my God. He burst into tears and began weeping uncontrollably, but I didn't even have to ask. It was a different kind of weeping. She wasn't uh-huh. in. This was the weeping of shock that I just did that. Instantly she begins moving around. Her children are freaking out. She's like, I have no pain. I have no pain. Oh my God. I haven't done this in like 12 years. I'm moving. I'm And I'm like, where's the pain? She's like, not a trace of it. I'm like, she's like, I've had this my whole life. So I, this is during a service. I brought her up on stage because one thing I tell people, uh, give thanks to God. Yeah. That causes our blessings to multiply, but it's just the right response. You know, Jesus healed lepers. One of them came back and gave thanks to God. I'm like, give Mm -hmm. thanks to God. But I'm like, testify. But Matthew 10, 8 says freely you've received, freely give. So if you get touched by God, if you do it in a public meeting of mine, you're going to pray for somebody else before you leave yep. that meeting. Just yep. warning you, be afraid yep. to come. <laughs> um, she's up on the mic testifying, you know, this is what God did. And another woman walks to the front while she's testifying. And she says, 19 years ago, I was in a head on collision. She's like, the first miracle was that I'm alive and that I'm walking because this should have mm-hmm. killed me. But she's like, I broke my neck. I broke my back. She's like, I've been in horrible pain for 19 years. And she told us that, that she had had like um, just reinforcement. She had metal surgically put in her neck that kind of fused it into place. So she was not able to look to the right or left. She was like her neck was locked into place because of this. But she's like, I'm in horrible pain all the time and I can't move my neck. And so right in front of everybody, I looked at the woman that was just healed. I'm like, you remember the prayer I prayed for you? I'm like, touch her neck and say, thank you, Jesus, for a brand new neck. And so she was kind of timid. She reached out. Thank you, Jesus, for a brand new neck. The, the very instant she said that this woman was loosed, she was able mm. to move her neck. She burst into tears. She's like, I haven't been able to move my neck in 19 years. And she's like, it's impossible because it's fused the metal and all this. But right. she was able to move it 100 percent pain free. Uh, you know, she followed up testifying with me weeks later when she went back to her doctor, still pain free to this day, still able to move. The doctor was amazed. He's like, you shouldn't have this mobility. You shouldn't right. be able to do this. Um, but that was that was fairly recent. And that was pretty awesome. That touched me. <laughs> oh, that's that's really awesome. And I love how you have 
people pray, you know, Hey, you've received your, your healing now pray for, for somebody else, you know, Clayton, I just a real quick, funny story, but I had a, a class that I was teaching and, and, uh, they didn't believe in healing at all. They, they didn't, but they were stuck with me for 10 hours to get certification for a course. And so, man, the first night it was like plowing, you know, and the Lord said to me just, you know, tomorrow ask about right knees, you know, so he gave me a word of knowledge. And so I asked him, there's only 25 in the class. Well, seven of them have issues with their right knees. So they're like, okay, she's going to pray for us. This is fine. No, I wasn't going to pray for them. I was going to teach them to pray for each other. And they had to pray for each other. And God healed every single knee. So then they're running around the room. So that just let it loose. And they began to pray for each other for backs and this, that, and the other thing. And, and there is something because it's really not, I mean, it's not about us. It's about him. And yeah. so just to equip and empower the body of Christ to do what we're supposed to be doing is really good. So anyways, I just love how you do that. So, all right. Another testimony. Yes. Uh, this is one actually, um, we, we had talked about this in the past and it's one that I love to share. Uh, we actually have the video testimony of this okay. on our website, on YouTube. Um, but there was a, uh, a mother was a grandmother brought two granddaughters to our church one night. Now they weren't raised in church. I think this was one of their few encounters actually coming in a church. Um, at the time of this miracle, uh, the one young girl was 13 years old. She was born completely deaf in one ear, uh, partially deaf in the other ear. Uh, she could read lips really well and she did have a little bit of hearing in one ear. Um, her sister was 11 years old. They came that night. And so I was just talking, laughing with them and, you know, uh, just just shared the gospel with them, really, and, and invited them to invite Jesus into their heart. And they, they prayed with me. But then I instructed, I'm like, I'm going to have your 11 year old sister, um, you know, place her hands on your ears and we're going to pray for this miracle. And in the video, you see it. The little girls are giggling, laughing. They're not really sh sure, you know, what to expect, what's going to happen. Um, and uh, you see it in the video. The little girl repeats the prayer after me. She's laughing. But then we test the girl's hearing out and she burst into tears because the ear that she was completely deaf in, she was completely healed in a few moments with her 11-year-old <laughs> sister. One of the few times they've ever been to church in their life, just asked Jesus to come into their heart and prayed. And this miracle happened that changed, you know, changed their entire life. So um, obviously that's that's one that's very, very touching to me. And it's been a few years. And every time I watch that video, uh, I, I still tear up, you know, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank I could just, I, whenever you share that, I just think of the joy of the Lord, like, you know, when I saw the video, you know, of the girls giggling and, you know, all that. And I, I just, sometimes we see, you know, <laughs> we see Jesus as a super stoic, like, and, and I just, I don't know, whenever I, when I would see that, when I see that video, I could just see him laughing and so full of joy and kind of going, look what I'm going to do. I'm going to use your, you know, I'm going to use this 11 year old, you know, I'm, I'm going to use your sister, you know, and, and, I, I don't know. I just think yeah. it's so much. It's so much fun. I love it. You know, I think we might as well relax and have fun uh -huh. because nothing we can do in our flesh to cause yeah. a little girl to hear. We, we might as well. I mean, this is the Holy Ghost or it's not. We might as well relax and have fun and 
you know, I love to laugh. I'm a little bit more of a goofy personality as you get to know me more. Um, and I'm like, you know, guys, the 10th fruit of the spirit is not being uptight. That's not in the Bible. You know, right. it's okay. Smile and laugh and enjoy the moment we're in. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So let's, um, and oh, the other thing I want to point out to people is Clayton's been sharing. Do you see, it's not these long drawn out fancy prayers. It, it's just, you know, partnering with Holy Spirit. And, you know, if you've never prayed for anyone for healing, I, you know, we want to encourage you just go for it. I mean, go, yeah. go and do it, you know, um, make space for God to move. I, I mean, be that conduit that brings heaven to earth, you know, um, because that's what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to be bringing a heaven reality onto earth. Yes. And so, and really watch the Lord move with power. So with that said, Clayton, how about, do you have one more testimony for us? And then let's move into prayer and let you pray for people. And um, let's see what God does even through this. Yes. Yes. Uh, this one, actually, um, I was remembering it last night. So I feel like this is an important one to share. Um, you know, just, just today as we're talking about this, this happened a few years ago as well. Um, the, the church that I was on staff at at the time, um, we actually had a guest minister come in and he was doing a weekend of teaching, training and impartation. So we were hosting him. He was a good friend of mine and God was touching people. I think we were on the second or third night. I can't remember exactly, but in the middle of the meeting, um, there, there was a woman that, that kind of wandered in off the street. She wasn't there attending the meeting. Um, you know, it was clear. Two things were very clear. Um, you know, she, she was homeless and, and struggling right. with a lot. And she was very, very intoxicated. And, you know, that there's different ways to handle situations. You know, so we don't want people to be a disruption. Um, obviously, we don't want people to harm themselves or to harm others. Uh, but but we just felt led like we're going to let her slip in the back like there, there's a divine yep. appointment here. Um, one thing that we noticed just physically, she, she was very, um, very thin, you know, very skin and bones like like, you know, not healthy, not good. But but she appeared um, to be about nine months pregnant. Now, she she was not. But, but her stomach was protruding and, and she was very thin. She was very intoxicated. In the middle of my friend's teaching, she stood up on the seat and just just in kind of her drunken state began to shout out, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm, and, and it was like a very disruptive moment. She tried to lift her shirt up, actually. These are the, you know, and some of the ushers were like, hey, hey, come this way. Uh, escorted her out of the meeting. I took a good friend of mine, a female prayer partner out there. And I'm like, hey, stop. Like, I want to talk to her a moment. And we pulled her in a side office, me and another female team member. And again, you know, God's not limited. And, and we got to we got to listen to the Holy Spirit for words of wisdom in certain situations. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've had people removed from meetings if they were disruptive and things. Right. But I felt the pull. No, God wants to do something here. And she's just babbling out of her mind. She's crying. And I can't, I'm trying to reason with her, but I can't, you know, she's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm gonna. So I, I grabbed her shoulders and shook her. I'm like, stop, stop saying that. Listen to me. And, and she like, you know, shook her out of it. I'm like, you're not going to die. 
I don't even know what's going on with you, but God sent you here to receive a miracle tonight. You listen, stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> She's like, yes. Okay. Okay. She told me, she showed me her stomach. She's like, I have pancreatitis. And she's like, these are tumors. My stomach is solid. She's like, my mother died of this. Mm. And she's like, I have it now. And I began to just, just word of knowledge. I'm like, you know, even some abuse that happened when she was younger. I'm like, God wants to heal your heart. I began to talk to her about forgiving people that had hurt her. And she began to weep. She's like, how do you know that? I'm like, God knows everything about you. Uh, she prayed a, a prayer to forgive people. Even in that state, she took my hand. She's crying, forgiving. Um, and then I took a step back. I just stretched my hand. I'm like, this is an attack of the enemy against your life. You know, Jesus loosed a woman from a spirit of infirmity. I'm like, you know, Satan, you're not going to kill this woman. She's going to live. Like I rebuke every spirit of death and disease. Holy ghost touch her. Now, when I said that, um, you know, people see that she, she was touched by the spirit of God and actually fell over and was, was laying there resting in the spirit unconscious. The moment she fell over, she's laying there. I look at my, you know, the female team member. I'm like, Miss Carla, you watch over her. I'm going to go hear the rest of the sermon. <laughs> I wish I would have stayed because two seconds later, I hear a screaming and a commotion before I even get back to the sanctuary. I run back in there. You know, my friend Carla, her eyes are as wide as baseballs. This woman is jumping up and down. Now, here's the amazing part. Her stomach is completely flat. Oh, wow. She is no longer intoxicated instantly. Um, uh -huh. You know, she, she's just and I'm like, what happened? And Carla's like she laid there for a moment and I watched her stomach just deflate like a balloon. And then wow. she began to you know, talking. So she actually came back out in the meeting and testified. The place went wild. You know, we followed up with her a few weeks later. She got a clean bill of health from the doctor. <laughs> like all of it was gone. So I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I love that just to, you know, we should expect things like that. I mean, uh, it, it's, but it should never cease to amaze us. You know, yeah. I, I, oh my gosh. So that's, that's so good. That is so powerful. So with that, let's, um, would you, would you pray for people, Pastor Clayton, and just, just like go for it, however the Holy Spirit's leading you, let's just uh, take some time and, and uh, I want to encourage you guys as, as he's praying, you know, if, if, when God begins to move, okay, as you are healed, we would love to hear about it. So, you yeah. know, and, and part of the testimony when we're doing this using social media, or, you know, some online podcast, you know, depending on how you're listening to this, put it in the first place to declare your testimony as you're listening is right there. You know, put a comment in, Hey, God is healing. God has healed, you know, and, and go ahead and share that with us because that's, that's the power of your testimony. And then go find somebody else to share it with face-to-face -face and pray for them. So, yeah. Yes. All right. I, I believe there's a couple of things that God wants to touch even right now. Um, mm -hmm. But right before I pray, I'm going to just give you a simple instruction that I think will help you receive your healing. But first of all, I do believe there's somebody that will see this today, maybe multiple people that are struggling with heart issues. And I don't know if it's blood pressure issues, if you've recently had a heart attack or open heart surgery, um, some kind of heart disease Um uh, maybe congestive heart failure. I believe that God wants to heal people specifically of that. I believe that God wants to set people free, uh, somebody from fear, anxiety, and night terrors, and also 
what comes with that is crippling migraine headaches where there is a physical manifestation of pain. I believe God wants to set you free from that today. Um, and I also believe there's somebody watching that has um, broken actually one of your ankles and you've had reparative surgery, um, but you, you just struggle with pain and limited mobility. God wants to set you free completely. And those are just three things that I felt out of my spirit right away that God wants to heal someone of, of physical heart issues. God wants to set somebody free from fear, nightmares, and migraine headaches. And God wants to heal somebody that has just never fully recovered and been 100% from a broken ankle. But whatever your affliction is, even if I didn't mention it specifically, God wants to touch you where you're at. He loves you. I want you to pray a simple prayer with me, and then I'm going to pray. One thing that I found that helps us to, to let go of burdens and receive healing, it doesn't cause us to earn healing, but it helps us receive, is choosing to forgive and let go of grudges that we've had against other people. I believe that can be done in a simple prayer. You know, Jesus was hanging on the cross. He didn't go through a big, long thing. He just said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I believe we can touch and agree and do that together. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching right now, I want to pray with you. But uh, just, just pray this with me. Say this out loud with me if you're watching. Holy Spirit, I need a touch from you. I open my heart to receive that touch. I make a decision the best I know how to forgive everyone that's ever hurt me. I let go of all grudges. I let go of every offense. I lay it down and I open my heart to receive your grace. Now, right now, if you just prayed that prayer, relax wherever you're watching from, take a deep breath in and out right now in Jesus name. Holy Ghost, I thank you for your fire touching every person watching this, God. I pray that your anointing would touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Right now, I rebuke every affliction, every tormenting spirit. I command it off of your body, off of your mind now in the name of Jesus. All weakness, all pain, all affliction, I command it be removed from your life in Jesus' name. And right now, just like the woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and power went out of him. I declare that power is going out of Jesus right now and entering your situation and healing you at the source. I just tell your body, your soul to relax, yield, and surrender to that healing virtue that's flowing through you now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, if you're feeling something happen, I encourage you, if you have physical pain or limited mobility, uh, begin to test it out. Begin to try to do something that was difficult before. You'll find that the pain is leaving you. Many of you will find that you're able to move in ways that you weren't able to before. And I just encourage you to give glory to God. As, as Ruth was saying, testify on here. Mm -hmm. We want to hear about how God is touching you. So please, please let us know. It's so good. It's so good. So make sure you get the, you know, I, I want to see that the, the comments, the chat line, everything just exploding with the glory of God and what he's doing. Don't hold back. Do not hold back. And, um, and I want to say to you guys, as you see that happening, just pray for each other, just begin to, 
you know, um, ask the Holy Spirit just, you know, for a word for, you know, and, and just join in the celebration. Okay. Rejoice. You'll put up the praise hands and, and just rejoice at what the Lord's doing. So Clayton, I want to thank you so much. I know that you're really busy and I, I just thank you for taking this time, uh, just to spend it with us and to answer some of the questions and share your heart. And so, um, can you just share with people how to get a hold of you, how to find Clayton Collins of Power to Tread Ministry? Because I'm sure, you know, I, if you if you want teaching, if you want training, um, you know, here we go. Uh, a great you've you've seen his heart, you know. And um, so, anyways, can you just let them know how to get a hold of you? Yes, yes, and thank you so much, Ruth. It's been a joy and been an honor to be on here today. Um, the, the best way to reach out is just to go to our website, claytoncollins.org. That's an easy one to remember. Um, we would love to partner with you for Breakthrough. Um, and, and that's where you can book us to come in and, and whatever is on your heart, whatever would best serve your needs to hold a miracle service. Or uh, we offer a couple of different weekend teachings and trainings and schools of ministry. Uh, but ClaytonCollins.org is how you can uh, just get a hold of us in our ministry. Okay, there we go. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Remember, the Lord loves you. Remember, he is a God of truth, and he longs to bring healing. We are called, you are called to bring heaven to earth, to be a representative of the kingdom of heaven on the face of this earth. And that also means making space for the supernatural, releasing healing. And um, just hanging on to the Lord, get into the word of God, continue to grow. You will be amazed at what he does in you and through you. So again, if you want to get in touch with Clayton, it is claytoncollins.org. And just, I'll tell you, go, do not hold back. Do not hold back. Just step out there and take a risk, just like what Clayton shared. And if you're not seeing the fullness of what he's placed on your heart, go to the scripture and look up all those scriptures of where the, the blind eyes are healed or where the lame walk and the deaf here. Cause he wants to use you. He wants to use you to bring his glory to the face of this earth. So have a great day and be so, so blessed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.